G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You can't fool God. He knows if you're about you or about him. And if you're about him, I believe he will raise you up. And the masterpiece that is you will ultimately come out. Hello and welcome to Today with Jeff Vines. Today we'll continue the masterpiece in you, a lesson in recognising the unique person God has made in us and striving towards excellence and our purpose. And over time, if I'll make decisions and raise the mark of excellence in my life over a week, after a week, a month, a month, and year after year, someday in my life, at some point, that masterpiece that is me will come out and people will stand and look in awe. This is Today with Jeff Vines and the rest of The Masterpiece in You. The problem is we severely underestimate what we can become because we look at the mountain of where we are and where we need to be, we're overwhelmed, so we get stuck in this mundane average life. And the sad thing about that is, is most of us will never attempt anything so great that without the power and the knowledge and the wisdom of God, it cannot become true. So we never know what it is to experience the miraculous nature and work of God in our lives. Please, I'm begging you, and I've labored this first point, make a change, change anything, get off the couch, get out in front of the television, man, do something, please. Life's passing you by. I mean, Change your hair. Comb your hair differently. I'll take that. (laughs) Change your clothes. Change your deodorant. Do anything. Coach John Wooden said this to his players for over 15 years. Failure is not fatal, but the failure to change might be. Now, before I move on, and the other two points go much more quickly, before I move on, why is this so? This is not rocket science, is it? Pastor Jeff says, okay, there's a a masterpiece in me that God wants to bring out And over time, if I'll make decisions and raise the mark of excellence in my life over a week, after a week, a month, a month, and year after year, someday in my life, at some point, that masterpiece that is me will come out and people will stand and look in awe. What's so hard about that? Let me tell you what's so hard about that. Because anytime you make a decision to start going down that path, there's an entity that is going to make a serious attempt to bring you down and to keep you average and keep you mundane, and he's powerful. This past year, when I went up to New York to the opening of Titanic 2, we all had to dress up in our tuxedos. I shared that story with you. I met the past president of Columbia, and he and I have kind of come friends. And I hope to have him speak here one Easter. I just think it'd be a great Easter to have this guy speak because he's a committed follower of Jesus Christ, an amazing man, Alvaro Uribe. When he took over in Columbia, there was a group called the FARC, and the FARC were militant. They were socialists, Marxists. The brutality unparalleled, and they had the country in chains. And Uribe became president and did what no other president before him would do. He declared war on the FARC. And he said, we're going to let you keep our country in ruin, ruin the economy. You've got our people in chains. They're afraid for their lives. We're going to defeat you. And he declared war on the FARC. And it's amazing what happened. His motorcade was attacked 
Hundreds of times. People threatened his life daily. Machine gun fire. Whatever. They fired rockets at him. They tried to kill this guy. But he stayed strong and stayed firm. Now, won't you be surprised to find out that the leaders of France wrote him a letter and said, please, would you make peace with the FARC? And Uribe wrote them a letter back. And he told me this at the dinner. He said, I wrote him and I said, look, we're at war here and we're the only ones that seem to know that. I'll tell you, France, what I will do for the FARC. If they surrender, I won't kill them. I'll just put them in prison for life. But if they don't, we're going to kill every single one of them. And single-handedly, this guy overcame, overthrew the FARC, and set Colombia on a path, on a trail to success. Still got a long way to go, and he still travels the world trying to get money for education for his people. Now, here's the point. There is a powerful enemy that does not want the masterpiece that is you to come out. Why? This is so important. Because if the masterpiece that is in you comes out, people are going to stand back and your sphere of influence is going to grow. And they're going to want to know what it is that makes you tick. And you're going to end up being an ambassador, an ambassador for the gospel of Jesus Christ because of your marketplace influence. That's why I believe truly that God wants you to be successful. Now, you know I'm not health, wealth, and prosperity. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about there's something he created in you. And when it comes to its climactic point, when it comes out to its consummation, when the, when the, the treasure and the masterpiece that is inside you gets out, your sphere of influence grows and God can use you to be an ambassador for the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But you have to know that 90% of the stuff that happens to you comes from an evil place. I'm not saying that God would never allow something bad to happen. I'm not saying that God would never use something that happens to you for good. I'm simply saying we have to wake up and know that so much of the trash and the rubbish and the garbage that comes into our life comes from another place to keep you pressed down so that the masterpiece that is in you can never come out. And you got to get up every new day and you got to come up swinging. You got to make sure that you stand strong. You got to tell the devil to go back to hell. You got to stand your ground and then take some of his. It's the masterpiece that is in you will never come out until you identify that you are in a war. And those emotions that you feel do not come from heavenly places. Until then, the, the, the masterpiece will never come out. Number, number one, raise the mark. Number two, forget the past. Paul says, I forget what lies behind. Now, let's be true to the text here. What was Paul's goal? What was his objective? What was the, the masterpiece in him that he wanted to come out? Purity. Read Romans 7 sometimes. Righteousness. He wanted to be a man of purity and righteousness, and he fought sin in his life just like you and I do. But he wanted to be a righteous man, not for the sake of earning heaven, but so that he would not forfeit his opportunity to be an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ. He says as much in 1 Corinthians 9, 26, when he says, but I discipline my body and keep it under control lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Can I ask you, how many of you, your greatest goal in life is to be an ambassador for the good news of the gospel? See, you can't fool God in this. If that's your, let me tell you, if that is truly your ultimate desire, I believe God's hand of success is gonna be on you. I believe that. You might go through difficult stages, but ultimately, if God knows that's really your intention, it's only a matter of time. Now, my buddy Keith Turner, between his sophomore and junior year, 
he put the piece of tape on a backboard at a point and it was months and months and he just couldn't reach it 10 times in a row. It was the first time during that ordeal that I saw a look of defeat in his eyes. And there was a part of me, honestly, that did not want him to succeed. Why? Because he'd make the rest of us look bad. That's the way we are. It's human nature. Hopefully we grow out of it though as we get a little bit more mature. Some of us never do. (laughs) But there was another part of me that needed him to succeed. I wanted him to succeed on behalf of all of us. It is possible to work so hard for something and God pour out his blessings on your hard work and effort. And I saw the look in his eyes that maybe he couldn't do it. Maybe he had reached the pinnacle. Maybe he had reached the peak. But he turned a couple of weeks later. We got this big machine in called the jumper. It's uh, the machine from hell. It's made by the devil. Uh, But it can be used for good. And so it's this machine where you get down in your thighs and you go up and down and up and down and up and down and it's, it's, it revs an engine and you just keep going stronger and stronger. I mean, guys pass out on that thing, man. But it's to build your thighs and your core. And when that machine came in, he looked at it as a gift from God. Not only now was he reaching for the tape, but now he was working out on the jumper for hours before practice and after practice. It's amazing, this guy. And then he got these things called ankle weights. They came out in the late 70s where you could tie weights around your ankles as you ran so that when they were not on you, it felt like you were just running light, that there was nothing holding you down. So we were running up C Street for a mile every day during the off season. And coach would stand at the top of the hill and time us with a stopwatch. And if we didn't make it on a time, he would send us back down and make us run it again. Again, a lot of guys losing their lunch. I mean, this was a very difficult exercise. Here's Keith Turner putting those ankle weights and trying to make the time with eight pound weights on each leg. And he, he went the next level at that point. It was kind of like a climactic time in his life. And I learned something valuable from Keith Turner. And it was never allow today's failures to stifle future success. Find a way to burst through. Find a way to break the wall. Find a way to get over the hump so that the pristine water that waits on the other side is yours. This is Today with Jeff Vines. Pastor Jeff's message is the masterpiece in you. The deceiver doesn't want us to realise our God-given potential. But each new day, we can embrace our purpose afresh. Now, do you remember my illustration about Lee Kuan Yew, who was the leader of Singapore? And Singapore, like Japan at one point, was in such disarray. This old guy had fire in his belly, man. He's an old samurai. I mean, literally, this guy came in, started making all these changes, wanted to make housing affordable for all people of all economic groups, wanted to make sure that people could have health care, hospital care, wanted to make sure that people could get jobs. He started making decisions. He was ridiculed by everybody else. He took great risk. And every time he took a great risk, somebody fired at him and said, you, you shouldn't be the prime minister president of the leader of this country, but he just kept going strong, kept going strong, kept going strong. And sooner or later, which often is the case, the masterpiece that was Singapore is Singapore came out. They became the central baking hub of the South Pacific. They became a touristic destination of Asia. And you know what his motto was for all those years? He was turning Singapore around. Very simple. His motto was this, get up, get over it, get going, get up, get over it, get going. For some of us, here's the problem. You're listening to this message and you think, man, Pastor Jeff, I've tried that before. I've set my goals and I failed. So now you won't risk anymore. Some of you got married because you wanted to be married and it didn't work out so well. So you've given up on marriage. Some of you had a, had a child. It's not working out so well, so you're not having any more. <laughs> some of you, you, you just risk something and because of that, because it didn't work out, you become like a hermit. You're just hiding away. And let me tell you what's happening to you. 
The life's being sucked right out of you. Because if you're not risking, you're not living. And the problem with getting older, if I can just be honest, because I'm, I'm, I'm getting to your category, some of you. Oh, you don't got into your 48. Wait till you get 70. Listen, it's, I don't have to wait. It's already happening. When you get older, the problem is you get more knowledge. But with knowledge doesn't always come wisdom. Knowledge means I now know that if I ride my back too fast, I might fall and get hurt. When I was younger, I didn't care. I was invincible. I now know that when I'm riding my, riding my mountain bike and I'm riding down a hill, that I, I should kind of put on the brakes a little bit and not go too fast. That's knowledge. <laughs> Wisdom would actually be to put on the brakes so I don't go too fast. <laughs> but as you get older, you, you, you know of the possibilities of danger. You know all the things that could happen. That's why when your 21-year-old comes home late, your mind starts spinning of all the things that are possible that could be happening. When you're 21, you don't even think of those things. So some of you stop risking, and when you do, you stop living. Aline Dieter says it best. She says, well, you can live on bland food so as to avoid an ulcer, drink no tea, coffee, or other stimulants, go to bed early, stay away from nightlife, avoid all controversial subjects so as to never give offense, mind your own business, avoid involvement in other people's problems, spend money only on necessities, and save all you can, and you can still break your neck in the bathtub, and it'll serve you right. <laughs> Don't you love that? Don't you love... Get up, get over it, get going. If you want to ever walk on water, folks, John Ortberg says you got to get out of the boat. Risk again. Now, just quickly before I move on to the final point, I got to hurry. Is forgetting the past really possible? Because there's a lot of you in the room, there's not some failure that you did, it's some failure of someone else's that's been wreaking havoc on your life for ages. Sexual abuse by a relative. Abuse of a spouse, alcoholism, it goes on and on. Somebody just wreaked havoc on you and now you're in this position because even though you, you hear me say there's a masterpiece in you, you think, Jeff, if there is, it's, it's covered up by so much baggage, it'll take a lifetime, maybe two, to get rid of the baggage before the masterpiece comes out. And I'm telling you, that's a lie. Like, can I give you an example? Did you hear the story of the three girls that were found a couple of weeks ago after being in, held hostage for over 10 years? Amanda Berry, Gina DeJesus, Michelle Knight, age 17, 14, 21, respectively, when they were first kidnapped. This guy held them in the basement of his home and chained them to posts. Some, I mean, you think about this hellish life they had for 10 years. They lost a decade of their lives, and it was formative years. As a matter of fact, it was Michelle Knight, I believe, who had five miscarriages. I mean, can you imagine the horror? Finally, some neighbor noticed something suspicious, and they rescued them. The three girls put out a YouTube video, which I found interesting, a YouTube video. Not an attempt to make money, just to tell the world their story and to speak what was on their heart. And it amazed me, they said together, we have walked through hell, but it was Michelle Knight that said this. She said, and she's the one that had the five miscarriages, I will not let this ordeal change me or fill me with hatred. How do you do that? How is it possible to live that kind of hellish life for 10 years? I mean, how, how do you do that? And you know what the answer is? I have no idea. Neither do you, unless you've been there. But I can tell you this, forgetting and going on is the only option. It's the only option. It's not like it's multiple choice. It's the only option if you hope the masterpiece that is in you will someday come out. If, it, if you hope to live the abundant life, you've got to raise the mark, you've got to forget the past. 
And I know I've said this before, but it's such a powerful, vivid illustration. Everything about your anatomy shows you that God has meant you to keep moving forward, right? Look at your nose, pointy toward the front, some more pointy than others. You know, you got your mouth on the front of your face. You got your eyeballs looking for, you know, they don't, you know there's no eyes in the back of your head, no matter what your mom tells you. <laughs> and there's, uh, there's your ears, you know, pointing forward a little bit. There's your, your feet are made to walk forward. And there's only one part of the anatomy stuck on the other side. And that just proves that there are some things that need to be left behind, right? <laughs> Number one, raise the mark. Number two, forget the past. Three and finally, and I only have a few minutes here, focus on what really matters. Let's go back to Philippians 3.13. Here's what the apostle Paul says. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me. Now, what I'm about to say is not a very popular message, but I believe there's significant biblical references to back this up. Now, you're going to have to test that for yourself because I'm not the final authority. The word of God is. So test this for yourself. But the apostle Paul is saying that the reason he strains forward and the reason he forgets what's behind is because there's a goal in front of him that which God has called him specifically to. Now, heavenward bound is his illustration of how this is all going to work itself out. He knows ultimately he's going to heaven. But even now, even now there's a calling on his life. Listen. I believe, oh man, I pray that God give me the words to speak this because I don't want to be misunderstood. I believe that God wants you to be successful in whatever it is that you're doing. Now, draw the line between health, wealth, prosperity and where this is going to go. I believe that God wants you to be successful in whatever it is that you're doing. I don't care if you're a mechanic, if you're a plumber, if you're a housekeeper, if you're a domestic engineer, whatever you are, I believe that God wants you to be successful. Now, I believe that the masterpiece that is you, when he created you in your mother's womb and he formed and shaped you together, he wants that masterpiece to come out so that people will stand back in awe of what God has done in your life. I do not believe that God wants any Christ follower to live a mundane, average, go-through-the-motions life. Now you see, Pastor Jeff, where do you get that? Well, first of all, in Colossians 3.17, when Paul says this, he says, whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever you do, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, if you're plumbing, if you're a real estate agent, if you're in pest control, if you're an athlete, if you're a lawyer, if you're a mechanic, whatever, give your very best so the masterpiece that is in you can come out. And here's why. So that, as we said earlier, God wants to put you in a place, I believe a position to where if it is your heart and you're living ultimately for something greater than yourself, if you're ultimately focusing on what really matters and you can't fool God, he knows that, he wants to raise you up that you might have a sphere of influence, that you might proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now you say, whoa, wait, think about it. He takes Joseph out of the desert and uses him in the palace. 
But Joseph was faithful every step of the way. He takes Moses out of the palace and uses him in the desert that he might bring him back to the palace and lets the people go of Israel from Pharaoh and his rule. God is always taking people who are mundane, who are average, and when they're faithful to him, he exalts them. He lifts them up at the right time, knowing that they are living their lives for a purpose greater than themselves, knowing that the masterpiece will come out. And when it does, they will have a sphere of influence to proclaim the good news of the gospel. But you can't fool God. He knows if you're about you or about him. And if you're about him, I believe he will raise you up. And the masterpiece that is you will ultimately come out. Let me end the story then. My senior year, Keith Turner is now a junior. I've watched this for four and a half years, putting the tape on the backboard. It's the first game of the regional finals my senior year. We're playing at Sullivan Central, one of our rivals. We're getting drilled. There's about a minute and a half left in the game when we're down by 18, 20 points. So coach takes the starters out and gives us a hiding. But Keith Turner is left on the floor because he's been given that kind of effort. With about a minute left to go in the game, one of our post players gets a rebound, turns and makes a big outlet pass to half court and Keith Turner standing there and there's nobody in front of Keith and the other basket. All of us seniors who've been watching Keith Turner raise this tape, we stand on our feet. We know this is D-Day. <laughs> and it, it happens as if it was in slow motion, folks. He takes four, five, six big power dribbles and then he goes up over the rim and with two hands. Now, this is the day before uh, breakaway rims. They're not, in, they're not in season yet. And he takes the basketball after big five, six dribbles and he slams it down so hard that the rollaway goal is knocked off center position and they have to stop the game and put it back in the center so we can finish the last 20 or so seconds. When Keith Turner dunked that basketball, all the Elizabeth and Cyclone fans, this was an away game for us, they got on our feet and yelled. The home team thought we were crazy. Dude, you're still losing by 18. That wasn't what was important. They didn't know the story. And we seniors over on the bench, it was amazing. You know, I actually started to cry a little bit. Didn't let my buddy see that, but just a little tear. I mean, because I knew of all the hard work that he had raised the tape year after year after year. And word began to spread back to our home that Keith Turner had dunked a basketball in the game. And they all anticipated what would happen next year. In Keith Turner's senior year, he dunked a basketball almost in every game. Crowds were building up. There's standing room only in every home basketball game. He went on to lead his team to the state finals. He got a full scholarship to Tennessee Tech University. And today, today, Keith Turner is the athletic director of my high school basketball team. Isn't that amazing? Good story. I believe, I believe that within every one of you, there is a masterpiece. And that masterpiece wants to come out so desperately, and it will if you'll continue to raise the bar of excellence every day in your life. Start somewhere. If you'll forget past failures, never let it stifle future success. And if you will live your life for what matters most, that masterpiece will come out and you can change the world. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Father, thank you so much for the power of your love, for your goodness, for your mercy, for yet another passage of scripture that can open our eyes to the power of transformation, to the power of intentionality. When we look at our lives and we so desperately want to live above mediocrity, that we want to live something other than a mundane life, I pray that every person who's heard the message this weekend 
that something would have resonated with them and something that's been holding them back for year after year after year, they would recognize right here, right now in this place that you are greater than their past, that you have power over all of that. And just like that, everything that has been will no longer affect what will be. And I pray that in Jesus' name, we would raise the level of excellence in our life, that we would refuse to live a mediocre life, that we'd put the past behind us, anything that stifles future success. And ultimately, we would get the big picture that when we live our lives for you, you put your hand on us and you take us before kings and before rulers and before leaders for the sake of the gospel. I pray that this church, along with every individual, would go out with an attitude to change the world. That's my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us on Today with Jeff Vines. That concludes The Masterpiece in You. You can find more from Pastor Jeff at our website, vision.org.au. Just search for Jeff Vines. Today with Jeff Vines. Just another way vision is connecting faith to your life. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.